This is an ABC podcast. This is Roots and Shoots, gardening on ABC Radio Perth and WA. Hello, welcome. If you've just tuned in across the state, Hilary Smale is my name with you instead of Rowanna Edwards because Rowanna is at uh, the MCG in light of the grand final today. Um, alongside me, of course, is Sabrina Hahn and she'll be taking your gardening questions. Yes, not your Hello. football ones. Hello, no. Hills. <laughs> Hello. I didn't even know. I've got no idea who's in the grand final. So um, It's the Cats versus the Swans. I don't know who either of those are. but Sydney, I think Geelong, oh, Sydney yeah. and Geelong. Mm. Oh, so who Victoria and New South Wales. Mm. Well, I've, I come from New South Wales, so I'm backing You're the um, Sydney. Sydney. Right, what colour? What colour do they wear? They're red and bl- red and white, aren't they? Oh, yeah. red and white. Um, yeah, good colour. Yeah, you're mm-hmm. happy with that. Yeah. Um, what flower would they be? Oh, Sydney, probably flannel flower. That's white. Oh yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Good. Okay. Um, Rowena was saying there were lots of Sydney fans at the parade yesterday. She was surprised. Oh. She thought there was a huge contingency. Oh. She was like, we're in Victoria. What's going on? Where are all the Geelong folk? They've specially driven down just to infiltrate. (laughs) to annoy everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. So let's dedicate this hour before Mm. the footy starts to um, our beautiful gardens. Yes. Yeah. So um, how's your week been? Oh, well, I've just come back from a wildflower tour, which has been unbelievable. My goodness me. There's a lot of orchids out. Are there? Yeah. King and I went to King's Park on Friday. Um, I think it was Friday. Anyway, recently. And it is, look, if you have not been to King's Park yet, you must go. It's one of the best years I've ever seen. Wow. And people go to the, uh, you know, where Aspects is up to the top the and they look at area. all, yeah, mm. they look at all the regional gardens. Go into the bushland. Okay. There are literally hundreds of orchids. Go on the trails through the bushland. Yes, yeah. Don't just tramp through <laughs> the bushland. Um, it, it, uh, unbelievable. But I spent yesterday the entire day pulling out weeds that were about three metres high so I could see the garden and then I saw so weeded, I fertilised and last night it rained. Oh, how good. So oh, good timing. So happy. You're very happy. So happy. Got a spring in your step. Yes. Um, is the festival still on at King's Park? Yes, indeed. Yep. Right till the end of September. Great. Which so, is probably tomorrow or something, mm, is it? Next week. I seriously don't know what the day is today. No. I'm surprised it's a Saturday. <laughs> Why am I at work? What's going on? Are you feeling like that as well? Yeah, I've got no idea yeah. what's going on at all. <laughs> but um, but I did I did. I remembered I had to come into the ABC and I haven't been for two weeks. Mm. Left in the very capable hands of Mark Tuchek and Grady Brand. Yes. Yeah. Um, but this week I've brought a friend in. You certainly have, oh, yeah. Um, it's very exciting because I love it when Dr Loverbugs comes in <laughs> or Bugalugs or Dr Daryl Hardy um, from uh, Deep Herd comes in because I just sit on my chair here, Hillary, and then I beckon him to come and look at the screen <laughs> and then I flog him to death. Welcome, welcome. Well done. Hello, Daryl. Uh, thank well you for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good morning, uh, Sabrina. You happy you said yes? 
Uh, uh, well, what can you say? It's a, um, um, Sabrina's a force of nature. Mm-hmm. You just don't defy her. No, you don't say, not allowed to say no. No, I see, yeah. Mm. But I brought Daryl in because Deepherd have got another little citizen science project on. Yes. Yeah, and so. It's tree. it's called Tree Mendus. Tree Mendus, mm. So yeah. it's involving. They're clever, these people in yeah. Deepherd. People, they are. They come mm. up with the good oh, slogans. Yeah. I yes. love it. Um, so this is looking at your trees uh, in your home garden, in your area. Area? Yeah, just any tree. So this can be in your garden, uh, street trees. It could be when you're out bushwalking up Kings Park on mm-hmm. those paths, you mm-hmm. know, um, just anywhere. Because, I mean, the climate's changing, so um, there's a lot of trees under stress all the time, but we're um, very concerned about any tree pest that might have arrived and we don't know about. So we've been fighting um, polyphagus shot hole borer, which was reported um, using the My Pest Guide Reporter app. And we also had a detection of myrtle rust in the East Kimberley. So um, they're two of the things that we're sort of looking at at the moment. Um, and of course, we have had successes. We had citrus canker a few years ago and we got public help on that and we managed to eradicate that. So if we can get things early, we can eradicate them. So this year's Biosecurity Blitz is focused solely on, well, not solely on trees. If you find something else that's unusual, mm. um, please send in a report. So, yeah, just go online, register, um, just do tremendous uh, Biosecurity Blitz, and register, um, and then download the My Pest Guide app if you're not already using it. Take a couple of pictures when you're out uh, of um, a tree. So it could be a pest chewing the tree. It could be symptoms on the tree, like disease on the yeah, leaves. Yeah, so what are you looking for? Yeah, Well, just anything that's symptomatic of uh, the tree's not happy. Mm-hmm. So some trees, when they're stressed and they've got borers and other things, um, you'll see there'll be resin pouring out. Just take photos of that. And a photo where you stand back so we can see what the whole tree looks like. So now you're taking a photo of a piece of bark with a bit of resin. Because <laughs> then we go, hmm, what? What tree is that? Mm. But if you stand back, um, take a picture of the tree and then a close-up and then if there's any insect there, yeah, because we're getting – people are reporting a lot of spitfires at the moment. Ah, uh, yeah, I feel sorry for spitfires because yeah. everyone hangs – they think they're evil things. Yeah. They're actually really lovely – Family orientated. Yeah. They're, they're beautiful little things. Yeah. When they get separated, they die from loneliness. Aww. It's the, very sad. The weird thing about But they're not good for the trees? <clears throat> no, they're ah, fine. They're, fine. Oh, they're native. Okay. Um, oh, right. And okay. Yeah. But people think they're a caterpillar. They're actually a wasp larvae. They're a primitive wasp. Are these those fairy things? No, they're no, the woolly bears. No, oh, okay. woolly bears, right. it's yeah, about sorry. 8 million of them around. Yeah, and they're a native <laughs> too. And this year, I mean, winter seems to be a bit protracted out there mm. and they're a winter species. Um, they've been very active and they're still active there. And, of course, they're large now, the woolly bears, because they've been eating all winter. And, of course, um, caterpillars, they consume about 80% of the food in the last instage before they pupate. So mm. they've been wandering around just having a little nibble and now they're big <laughs> and they're eating everything. So your leafy greens and your herbs are taking a total yeah. thrashing. Yeah, Yeah. but that's all right because it gives you something to do. It's like a little bit of om in the morning. You go out to your veggie patch, you turn your leaves upside down and you just pick stuff off and you have a little bucket of soapy water. And you just drop them in that. And you can still eat the around the holes in your Absolutely. Or, you could um, probably eat the hairy beach. caterpillars if you put them on a nice hot barbecue. Good protein. Lightly seared, mm. one minute on one side. <laughs> Get rid of all the little hairs off them. I'm, I'm not touching that. No. <laughs> I mean, on, on two levels. <laughs> right. Uh, 
safety level? Or? Yeah, but yeah. that and the taste level. Yeah, yeah. Sort of like I'm not encouraging. Yeah. Oh, Mum, Sabrina said we can go and cook yeah. caterpillars well, and eat them. Cook, yeah. You could probably eat. Look, you could cook up any insect and eat it. Around the world, they do. I mean, there's the um, is it the cockroach stuff that people are eating now? What is oh. the protein? Oh, yeah, What's the, the protein, protein powder? Yeah. yeah. Well, I noticed. I think it was on the ABC News mm. this week. They're talking Margaret River Chocolate Company is actually doing um, chocolate coated no. insects down there. Yeah. Really? Wow. Yeah. For the school holidays. Mm. If I was going to give, be given a choice of what insect I would like chocolate coated. Uh, well, I don't really like chocolate. So just let's say deep fried or seared oh, on a hot honey, barbecue. Honey, honey, honey dipped honey, in yeah, honey. like they do in Thailand. I think any of the the curl grubs, you know, the big white, oh, yeah. juicy. Nutty. Nutty. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Give them a little bit of a cook up. Wow. Yeah. I didn't I, think we'd be talking about this. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I can be going with the curl grubs, but I'm thinking things that are like crayfish because, you know, they're invertebrates. So. Slaters? No, 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 no. I'm thinking big grasshoppers. Oh, yeah. Now, in Japan, they eat, you get a lot of locusts. Oh, yes, mm. yeah. Uh, that are deep fried. Yeah. But they don't really have much flavour. They're just crunchy. Mm. Yeah. But the big ones, you know, the yeah, big yeah. grasshoppers. Yeah, so like, yeah. So, um, uh, what a, a crayfishman once told me that you know, crayfish are fantastic. They're just like cockroaches of the sea. <laughs> oh, yeah. Lovely. That's wow. that would definitely sell them on a menu, yeah, wouldn't it? Yeah, they'd be rolling out the door. <laughs> Might wow. need a bit of work on that. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Well, look. Um, so that's that's great. Look, we'll ask people what their favourite insect to eat yes. might be as yes. we get some gardening questions. We'll yep. get into them in just a tick. But yeah. So Daryl Hardy, if you want to be a part of this tremendous yep. um, biosecurity blitz look at your local tree and find anything wrong with it, send it to you. Yeah. How do you find out more? Well, and- not me personally, but yeah. the, the app. Yeah, and somebody the app. Yeah. So, so you can just, um, um, well, this flies out. So you actually, can, I believe if you go to the show, you can sign up at our... Uh, our um, uh, oh, yeah, there is at too. The at the, no, yeah. no, oh. at the Royal, oh, the Royal, Royal show. show. Yeah, you can oh. actually sign up there. I, I, I actually read the minister put a press release out yesterday and it said in there, so about must the two members. So it must be true. The minister <laughs> said it, yeah. So, yeah, well, um, don't, anyway, don't blame me or the minister if no. you can't sign up. But, you, yes, you can sign up possibly at the Royal Show mm-hmm. um, and also online. So yep. just uh, Google Tremendous Biosecurity Blitz and um, that's Tremendous with two E's because mm. it's tree. Tree, of course. Tree. Mm. Yeah. Yep. And, um, um, and then, yeah, sign up and then download the My Pest Guide Reporter app and uh, take some pictures. And when you go into it, you can actually um, select which um, project you want to actually respond to. So look for Tremendous um, um, Tree or Biosecurity Blitz in, in the drop-down menu and just take a couple of pictures for like one that's so we can identify the tree species and um, and another one of a close-up close of the up. symptoms or, or the pest or yeah, whatever you think's causing the tree to have not a good life. Yeah, mm. good stuff. Um, thanks, Daryl. Stay stay around, I reckon, because mm. Oh, yeah, no, he's to, not allowed to leave. No, okay, she shackled me to yeah, the microphone. Yeah. Locked the studio he's, doors. Yeah, yeah. He's doing all the work this morning. <laughs> I'm just here as ornamentation. Love it. Mm. Okay, well, it's a quarter past nine. You're on ABC Radio Perth and across Western Australia, Hilary Smale with you. I've got Sabrina Hahn and Dr Daryl Hardy taking your gardening and bug-related questions for the next 45 minutes. Let's hit the phones. If you've got a question, and you can call through now on one three hundred triple two seven twenty. Jennifer is in Applecross. Good morning, Jennifer. What's your question for Sabrina today? 
good morning. Um, thanks for taking my question. I think it's probably related to what you've just been talking about, but we have uh, a conifer hatch and we've been told it's got canker and we've treated it, injected a fungicide into the trunk mm-hmm. twice over a month. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just wondering, should we cut off the dead part and is there much point trying to save the tree? I hear a chainsaw. Um. (laughs) In the distance. Okay, so conifer canker, so the spores are windborne and it is quite difficult unless you're going to get it very early on. Um, The long-term prognosis is not good. But, Daryl, conifer canker... I'm with you. It's not, yeah, the prognosis is not good if um, it's, once you start seeing the symptoms, it's almost too late. Mm. Yeah, they, yeah. So, I mean, we had beautiful conifer gardens until the canker arrived mm. um, about 15 years ago, I suppose. Yeah, 20, 20, 20 years, years ago. Yeah. Time flies when you're old. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, can I just ask, because if we do use the chainsaw, do we then need to dig out all the soil before we plant anything else or...? No. Oh, God. No. To, yeah, to the conifers. Yeah, yeah. so um, I, or I doubt... Or not to replace with conifers. <laughs> and I would not replace with conifers. Definitely not, Jennifer. Um, and digging around the root system of conifers is not an easy task. You need a mattock, a crowbar, a football grand final where you've got at least, you know, 30 people that have come around to watch it. And your favourite tool. <laughs> and... And let us not forget the reciprocating saw to cut through the root system. But you won't have to replace the soil. Okay, so we could plant a native, for example, and it would be okay. Definitely. Okay. Okay. Thanks, Thanks for your Jennifer. question. Oh, good to hear from you, Jennifer. Thank you. one three hundred triple two seven twenty. If you've got a question, we've got some phone lines free, so feel free to call through now. Let's go to a text from Catherine um, because it's for both of you. So, mm-hmm. morning, Sab and Daryl. I have some paper wasps that have a nest in the wrong spot. Normally, I like to leave them, but these ones need to go. Suggestions for the best way to get rid of them without getting stung, please. Shall I? Yes, please do. She's going to laugh at this. So So I've heard all different sorts of ways to get rid of them, but the best idea is to go at night, okay? And some people take out there with a torch with red cellophane over it so they can't see the weather light, but I can tell you removing these is fraught with danger. So (laughs) um, you go out there with with the knockdown spray, um, you can get quite close to them, but you want to clear your path and retreat inside. But you can, at night, give it a blast and take off. I've had them follow me for about 40 metres and, and wow. they were at the flywire door as I slammed on them. That was during the day. Right. Okay. So now, once you've sprayed them, the problem hasn't gone away. So you'll notice when you go back, there'll be dead wasps on the ground. They'll also, when you look up the little crumpet that they've built, there'll be some capped... Um, Oh. Uh, cells still. Now those cap cells will emerge and re-establish the colony. So when you actually spray them and go out the next day after you've done your night pillage, um, snip it down, wrap it in newspaper, stomp on it several times and put it in the bin. Because if you just leave it there, it'll repopulate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So should you not encase it in a plastic bag or something? You could do that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so they can't yeah. get out? Can't get out. But if you stomp on them, they <laughs> Same wow. thing. <laughs> and then, of course, plastics, you know, not you know, biodegradable. Well, you get those biodegradable bags, yeah. They chew through that. They'll probably eat it. They probably would, yeah. Mm. So, um, yeah, and look, they're, they're not. 
They're not a native. They're an exotic. Um, and uh, look, I'm I'm with you. If they're not annoying me, I'm not annoying them. But uh, I've had some ride-on lawnmower people very annoyed oh. as they're trundling around the garden. They duck into the branch, but not quite far enough. Get hit in the head and mm. get um, very Multiple redhead. Stings. So that yeah. So. Yes, and they're out and about. The European wasps aren't out yet, um, but these are out and about. Now, when I say European wasps aren't out and about, we've eradicated all the ones that moved in from over east last year, and we'll be on the lookout for them later in the year. Mm. But, um, yeah, the um, the polistes or the paper wasps are out and about at the moment. Yeah, we're getting plenty of calls. Wow, there you go. Good um, suggestion there. Thank you, Daryl, and thanks for your text there, Catherine. Um, this from Dave in Mount Barker, wondering about ground preparation for a one-metre-high Norfolk pine on our property in Mount Barker, planting it down the far corner of the paddock away from everything. Any suggestions there, Sabrina, for Well, that's, that's good because they're, they're a large tree, <laughs> a large tree. Mm. Um, so should be okay, but... I don't think it's going to enjoy the nippy winter mornings when it's a little wee thing. So uh, I would put a little heat tent around it, although we're coming into So hopefully it'll get established by the end of summer before winter because Mount Barker gets frost and... Uh, coming from Norfolk Island, I don't think... I think frost would knock them around, wouldn't it, Daryl? Yeah, it's probably frost-sensitive. I mean, that's not 100%, but, yeah, where it grows and where it's been selected, yeah, coastal, yep. well, on an island is obviously coastal. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, so um, I'm just trying to think where I've seen them, but usually I've coastal, seen them in Albany. Yeah, yeah. But, but it doesn't get frost. Yeah, so frost might just burn the tips. It might take the whole thing. But I think they're pretty tough, so, yeah. yeah. So a little blankie, like Aww. a little cosy, warm blankie around it. You can get uh, frost netting okay. that you put around your plants in winter. I use bubble wrap. Oh, nice. Mm. Yeah, okay. That's a good reuse of it. Yep, and mm. then I put little fairy lights Aww. around the bubble wrap. Yeah, so sure that it helps. Well, just, you know. Do you yeah, go there I'd... and toast marshmallows? And... <laughs> <laughs> I've got a dirty big campfire for that, Daryl. <laughs> oh, good luck with that um, Norfolk Island pine there, Dave. And thank you for your question. We'll take one more text and then get to the phone. So uh, this from from Anne, um, who's in Hillary's. Hi, Sabrina. Can calistamins be planted now or is it too close to approaching hot weather? No, calistamins, tough as. Put them in now. Have we ever found out what's killing the calistamins all, ar- yeah, all around Perth? Yeah, there was that Kings Park special. Um, yeah. There was a lot of people, th- well, it was stress. They're right. older plants and they were getting stressed. Um, we've had several people send in um, root cuttings and things like that and yep. we've never found a pathogen that would cause right. that sort of issue. But, so just climate change the, stress. Yeah, it's just yeah. stress, yeah. So anyway, you've got heaps of time and... I always recommend with native plants that you get them small rather than big. They they establish a root system a lot better. So, and we're we're getting more rain. Yeah, Yeah, tube stock or one thirty mil pots. Don't buy them in one hundred litre bags because. Mm. Too heavy. Well, no, the root system's a bit compromised. Twisted. Yeah, they go around and around the pot. Uh Unless they're in rocket pots where they get air pruned. But that's a whole different topic. <laughs> that is. I can tell. It's uh, 20, <laughs> 23 minutes past nine. You're on ABC Radio Perth. We'll head to the phones next. This is Roots and Shoots. Text on 0437 922 720 or call 1300 222 720. 
And we've got Sabrina's pick of the week coming up very soon as mm. well. That's one to look forward to. But let's head to Kingsley. We've got Claire on the phone this morning. Claire, hi. What's your question? Hi. Hi, guys. Um, I've got a, a velvet wattle, one of those acacias, and um, it's um, beautiful and it's flowering at the bottom. And we did have it staked, um, but it kind of broke through the tie on the stake and has continued to grow kind of at a 45-degree angle. And I just wondered about restaking it, but I didn't want to pull it back and ruin any of the root growth underneath by kind of really pulling it straight. And also about trimming the top, like when and how do I trim it maybe to help it become a little bit more equally weighted to get it from growing sort of diagonally across. Is it a standard, Claire? Is it on a standard stem or is it just... As in one big stem trunk? It's, a, it's sort of about two and a half metres tall. Right. And it's a yeah. weeping one? Yeah. It's, well, yeah. Um, it's growing... It's growing upwards, but the, the branches are certainly weeping down. Yep. Okay. All right. Now, acacias, you cannot prune hard because oh, okay. they'll die back on that stem. Oh, okay. In terms of jacking plants back up, it's a, it's a bit of a gamble. Mm. So what, what you can do is you dig a trench on the side that you want to pull it back to to straighten it up. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you sever a lot of the roots, then that's not going to be good for the plant. You can mm. you can prune. So most wattles flower in winter, spring. So you can prune it back at the end of September, early October, and you can try and straighten it up. Because if you don't, it's probably going to pull itself out of the ground anyway with the weight. Yeah, so it's very, really... it's very weighty. And I wondered even if we staked it from the other side, like kind of using a Y-shaped. Ah, oh, like stick. a yeah, like yeah. a a crutch for it. Yeah, sort yeah. of thing. Um, oh yeah, yeah. that's that's know. worth a try. What do you reckon, Daryl? Yeah, I mean, I would not be wanting to trim it too hard or, mm. or chop its roots, but let's say, um, encourage it to straighten up. Mm. But a, yeah. A, yeah, um, a little forked prop. Yeah. Yes. You see them on the um, the big uh, fig trees. What are yeah, those ones? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Morton Bay figs yeah. sometimes. Yeah. And you see that a lot in Japan. Oh, really? Where they train, they'll train one stem to go, you know, like four metres, but because of the weight they have these little prop oh. sticks that are on it. Yeah, it's sort of like... Um, yeah, I just didn't want it snapping off. That's yeah, all. I'd go the prop. Go the prop snap. stick. Yeah. Yeah, and just let it be, but... Yeah, support. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then all the foliage will cover over and you yeah, won't know it's you a won't cripple or acacia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Giving it a third leg. Yeah. Good luck with that, Claire. Are you going to make the prop? How are you going to get that one? Um, well, I've tried a few things so far, which have been unsuccessful. So, Do you know um, what you need to do? I'll give you a little hint, Claire. Oh, yeah. You've got to go to a shop that sells everything for sports stuff, including kayaks and canoes. They have um, oh, a like V-shaped. A type thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they have <laughs> boat holders and V-shaped things also for people that are trundling their kayaks up and down the river um, and it's all metal and it's very strong. 
I'd be going to one of those sports stores that sell everything for every kind of sport. Yeah. You'll so find part something. Country, part canoe, yep. Ah, there you go. That's <laughs> a very good tip. Oh, good luck, Claire. Thanks for the question. Oh, thank you. Cheers. Who are you tipping for the – you, do you care at all about football? I do care much about football, Oh, yes. and, and what's your tip for today then? Um, I am I, – I, my heart is tipping for Sydney. So, yeah, I have, I'm tipping Sydney. Oh, you're I with Sabrina then? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we're going for the white flannel flower. <laughs> <laughs> oh, enjoy the game. Thanks, Claire. Thank you. Cheers. Um, so that's a that's a good tip. I love that one. Mm. Um, it's funny the things that can be uh, multi-purpose. You know, oh, you don't yeah. think of them as uh, being useful in the garden. Yep. But, yeah, oh, I I have all sorts of extraordinary <laughs> contraptions, other other uses <laughs> for things. Oh, okay, it's nine thirty. We've got a question for you, Daryl. Dr. Oh. Daryl Hardy is with us as well for Roots and Shoots this Saturday. This is from Kate. Can you please talk about citrus gall wasp? We used to chop off the affected branches, wrap in newspaper and plastic and put in the bin. But then we saw on Gardening Australia that you can peel the galls back with a veggie peeler. What do you think? And how is the gall wasp going in Perth? I think veggie peel is very good for peeling potatoes. That's right, yeah. (laughs) Um, I've just uh, spent... So, um, the... Both the dreaded chilli thrips and the citrus gall wasp will be starting to become a problem as it warms up. Not quite at the moment. Now, I just happened to trim my parents' um, citrus the other week and it was a bit late, but I hadn't trimmed it for a few years and I noticed that it was just covered in <gasps> citrus gall wasp. Um, you sh- we recommend you trim them before July, but I had noticed that none of the galls had erupted. So the galls... That was two, three weeks ago. The galls should be actually, um, the wasps should be coming out of the galls any time it warms up now. They may have started emerging. So if they've started emerging, they'll be reinfesting. So you've missed it for the year. But um, the veggie peeler, um, I'm not a big fan of the veggie peeler, sorry. Um, the thing is, if you, and they say do it on one side, and what about the gall on the other side? And if you do it on both sides, you've ring barked that stem, so, and if you've got a lot of gall, it's very time-consuming and some of those big galls will take a lot of effort. So um, it's really sad. There's no actual cultural or chemical control that we know of. There's a lot of people that have been spraying their plants with clay mm. and um, that, and thinking that would work. And I've heard from industry that they've been trying things and that's not working. So pruning's the only way. Now, if you don't prune, you're going to have a disfigured tree eventually. And if you don't do it properly, each year you'll be pruning more and more off. So your citrus, rather than growing and getting more fruit, will be shrinking. So it's something you need to keep on. And it's something to do in the garden in the winter. Mm. And, yeah, try and prune out. I, it's just sad, but I don't have any other real thing you can mm. do at the moment that I can guarantee will work pretty well. The other thing is if you've got a neighbour who's got an unpruned citrus gall, it's going to keep jumping over yep. the fence and getting you. They're, they're very weak flyers, but if your if your citrus is isolated by about 50 to 100 metres from any other citrus and you've got a, you've bought it home with the citrus plant itself, uh, prune it out, then you'd be quite safe. You just need to look at it. They don't spread that far. So mm. that's the only other thing I can add to that. Yeah, I, I, I truly, I'm with you. I think the only, the only way to control it is prune it. And that's another reason why 
you know, with with all our gardens, what we don't do is we don't just walk around and observe what's going on. And that's an, an absolute joy because if you walk around your garden each morning or each afternoon or even if you only do it once a week, you will see something different every single time. And, of course, now all the birds are nesting. So, and some of them have already had babies. So, it's really lovely to. I just found a Willy Wagtail's nest uh, yesterday. Um, it's, it's really important. Observation is everything in a garden, mm. and that's where you get more joy out of your garden because you learn something every single day. And if you just sit and observe, it's very peaceful. It's very calming unless they start the bloody blower up next door <laughs> yeah. for four hours. Um, <laughs> it should be relaxing. Um, Practice your mindfulness. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. But, but, you know, pest and disease control is all about early yeah, getting it before. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, early yeah. intervention. Early intervention. And that's the same with, I'm going to plug the app again here, is um, yeah, eradicating pests mm. is the same thing for us. It's, and the thing is, yeah, we have a team across the state of probably a dozen or so surveillance people, but we've got 2.6 million residents. Mm. And somebody accused us the other day of getting residents to do government's job. Well, we can't have 2.6 million people <laughs> no, out there. Out no. you um, so, yeah, and biosecurity is a shared responsibility. So, yeah. And that's why we've invented the app. So you can actually report the stuff if we get it early and hopefully we've got polyphagus early enough uh, and we'll better eradicate it. Yeah, fantastic. Um, thank you for that question, Kate. And uh, we'll get some more in answered in just a moment. Let's um, pause now for Sab's pick of the week that's coming up and we'll take some more of your calls as well. You're on Roots and Shoots on ABC Radio Perth and WA. After 23 rounds, an epic final series. It's down to the final two, the Swans. Sydney's young bloods get through to the grand final. Geelong. Long range shot at goal. He kicks a major. It's official. The 2022 AFL Grand Final. For the first time in the game's history, it'll be Geelong and Sydney. This afternoon on ABC Radio and ABC Sport Digital. It is that time again. It is. Sabrina's musical pick of the week. Pick of the week. I know you're going to dig this. Here we go now. Sabrina, over to you. What have you chosen this week? Well, this is quite topical because, as you know, Hills, I've just come back from a two-week wildflower tour mm. and a lot of the people on that tour were elderly, what I would put in an elderly bracket, mm-hmm. as in a, a, a bigger number than 75. Yes. Um, and uh, I was astonished at how fit, Enable they were so, and one of the oldest ones was like, she was she was just off on the walks. <laughs> Running it around. was like piece of cake. So I don't know if anyone's seen the video. So this is Tones and I, and it's called Dance Monkey. Uh, watch the video because it sort of encapsulates the whole spirit of the tour group that I took that were basically. Unstoppable. <laughs> love it. Enjoy. Jill and Como, loving that one, Sabrina. Yeah. 
She says video is fabulous as well. Um, so, yeah, I think you won that one. Hi, ladies. Great pick. Love the song choice. Ah, ripper. Good job, Sabrina. Yep. Um, and, yeah, check out that video if you haven't. That's Sabrina's pick of the week. Tones and I and Dance Monkey. It's 20 minutes away from 10. You're on Roots and Shoots. Roots and Shoots. On ABC Radio, Perth and WA. And Hilary Smale filling in for Rowanna Edwards, who is enjoying the football this um, grand final day. Let's head to the phones. Eileen is called through from Byford this morning. Um, hi, Eileen. What's your question for Sabrina? Oh, hi. Um, we've got this dra- well, a few dragon fruit plants we've had for a number of years and never had a flower or any fruit on them. What can we do to encourage that? Ah. Uh-huh. Did you have dragon fruit in your garden, Daryl? I had ripsalis, which are sort of like little baby ones. They never they have the little fruits, but yeah. they're, they're like the size of your little pinky yeah, finger. Yeah, 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 yeah. I couldn't but remember if no. I... So you're not flicking that one on to me. Oh, come on. <laughs> good, good try. Okay, so dragon fruit is like a cactus, and they're yep. a tropical plant. So now in Byford, it gets quite cold in winter. They need high humidity. They need free-draining, beautiful, volcanic-rich soil, even though they are a cactus. They need two different gene pools for cross-pollination to fruit. Uh, so if yours haven't... How old did you say they were, Eileen? Oh, they're probably about three or four years old easily. Mm, well, I'd give it another year. Are they in a protected <laughs> position? They are, and a nice sunny spot in the garden. Okay. Well, I'd give yeah. it another year um, yeah. and put a little – can you put a little blankie on them over winter? Like a, <laughs> yeah, a frost yeah. blankie? I think it's a combination yeah. – well, sometimes it does take a few years for them to fruit. So right. I'd, I'd give it – and you're fertilising them? No. <laughs> well, right. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, who's that? She's being coached. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they will. They will need fertilising if you want to get fruit. With what? What do you suggest? Uh, I I would use a fertiliser um, for uh, native plants. Right. Perfect. Can I just ask you another quick question? Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got a desert rose that had some seeds. Ooh. And I've saved them. Yeah, I know. They're funny-looking look, Yeah, things. they're like helicopter yeah. wings. Yeah. With it at each end. So do yeah. I pull that fluffy bit off and stick the seed in or do I put the whole thing in and do I poke them upright or lay them sideways? Okay, so you'll need to bag them because that seed pod splits open and they're like little parasols, the, the seed yeah, head. Yeah, I've, got, I've so got a whole bag of those. Excellent. Yep. Now, it's still, unless you've got bottom heat, it's too early to sow them. They're uh, very yeah. tropical. Um, right. They actually, but you will need bottom heat and a cover on them so it's high humidity. And I wouldn't be sowing the seed until November. What do you reckon, Daryl? Yeah, I'd even go later. I'd wait till January. December? Oh, January. But the interesting thing is, if you're getting. F- the desert rose to actually produce seed and it's surviving down there, then mm. the conditions should be fine for yeah. the dragon fruit because they're both tropical in their requirements. But, yeah, but the dragon fruit will be out in the open. 
Yeah, where's the desert rose? In a pot? It'd be in a pot. pot. Wouldn't survive winter in Byford. Right. Yeah. No, true. So, (laughs) yeah. And, yeah. So, you're doing the right thing with the desert rose because they are tricky. Mm. Um, And the other thing is, does the. does the cactus look healthy? Yes. Well, yeah, we've just um, repotted it. We put it because it was like burst in the other pot. Mm. So we took it. Are oh, you talking about dragon fruit? Dragon fruit, yeah. The dragon, yeah. They look oh, healthy. Dragon fruit. Oh, yeah, really healthy. Well, they're in they're, the ground. Yeah, I think you've just got to wait then. Yeah, fertilise and wait. Yeah. yeah. No problem. There you Thank go. You. Thanks for your call, Eileen. Good to hear from you um, in Byford this morning. morning. Um, I love the way that this text is written, so I'm going to um, read it out for you, Sabrina. This yes. is from Pete. Yes. My neighbour has put down buffalo grass in his lifeless sandpit of a backyard <laughs> and it's sending endless runners under the fence into my beautifully manicured rich garden beds. I've dug these things out up to 40 centimetres de- deep. How do I stop them? And if it's a physical barrier, how deep do I need to dig it? Oh, Not a Pete. bit um, annoyed there, Pete. Oh. Yeah, poor thing. I wish people wouldn't do that. Just lay lawn on gutless, hydrophobic, alkaline, <laughs> crappy soil. Et cetera, et cetera. Et cetera, et cetera. Um, it's never going to grow well. But the good thing is, Pete, that his lawn will probably die anyway. Um, so a barrier. Now, buffalo isn't as bad as cooch and kaikuyu. Uh, I reckon if you put a barrier down, you wouldn't need to go more than 50 centimetres, which is quite a bit. Um the other thing is is to encourage your neighbour to put some, at, at least put some lawn loam down or some decent soil so his lawn will take up water and nutrients and stay on his side. Can you do that after you've laid it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How do you do that? Just you put it on as a as a very soil. yeah, but as a very mild top dressing. But you're going to have to fertilise it, water it, use a wetting agent mm. to get it to. Eventually, soil makes its own. I mean, lawn creates its own compost, basically. Right. So when I have to redo the retick, put. A, a different sprinkler down, I can dig down 30, 40 centimetres and it's beautiful black, black soil, mm. magnificent. Yeah. So um, because the, the roots slowly compost down. Uh, so I, I would go, I don't know, do you reckon you wouldn't need to go more than 40 centimetres for buffalo? Go, no. I reckon That's if it is buffalo. Yeah, I reckon it might be kike or something. Yeah, there's there's a whole pile of new, you know, yeah. those native grasses. And yeah. I know they can get quite invasive, but um, yeah, um, I think you've covered it actually. Yeah. The only other thing you could do is those runners that come through. You could just put the paint the old glyphosate yeah. on them. Yeah, that'll send them scuttling. Yep. They weren't like that. No. Good luck, Pete. Thank mm. you for your beautifully worded um, yes. crafty text there. Thank you for that. Um, just while we've got you, Daryl Hardy, who's mm-hmm. in here for Sir Roots and Shoots this Saturday morning. This from S in Baysie. Um, Bayswater, I'm guessing. Why? Uh, what moth larvae is eating my woolly bushes and any way of killing them off for good? Ah, yeah. This, this one, yeah, this one keeps on rearing. That's a native. 
So it's like a case moth, but mm. not. It's like a tip More moth. More like a webbing. Yeah, webbing moth. Yeah. yeah. yeah we've had this one before, I think, Sabrina, haven't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah, because it's in yeah. my calathamnus. Yeah. So mm. I know that one of my um, relatives has tried pruning it out and it's been quite successful, but they it took some severe pruning. They're quite active this time of the year, um, going to summer, then they'll drop off. So you can use sprays. Um, there's plenty of them. You you could try something like Neo Success, which is a fairly mild insecticide. That mm. should do. But you'd need a wetter because of the webbing to, to get in there. So I found yeah. pruning. Yeah, pruning. I, yeah. I get it in my calathamnus every year, and as soon as I see it, I prune it out. Yeah. yeah. And that gets rid yeah. of it. So that's where you see them at the moment. So where they do the webbing and that, uh, that chew off the, the, the leaflets and get brown blotches, with, mm. like, you know, so that's why they're unsightly. Right, yeah. Okay, good question. Thank you for that S in Basie. Um, but there are a couple of phone lines free, so if you've got a question, you've got about 10 minutes to call through now, one three hundred triple two seven twenty. Let's head to Bustleton. Elizabeth is on the phones this morning. Elizabeth, good morning. How's your day gone so far? Oh, great. Really good. It's, Fantastic. It's overcast and grey here. but mm. um, yeah, no. no, it's a bit the same here, actually. Yeah. Apparently, no. um, who was telling me it's Melbourne weather? Has, uh, oh, yes. oh, I think it was a cash, oh. actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Has infiltrated the whole, the whole of Australia today. Um, Elizabeth, yep. what's your question for Sabrina today? My maiden hair fern that's indoors in a terracotta pot has gone yellow. Ah, there you go. Doesn't like winter. <laughs> No, <laughs> nobody does. <laughs> um, anyway, Daryl, you've got palms and I've seen ferns at your place. Yeah. You answer this one. Come on now. You haven't earned your Are money you training yet. up, Daryl, to oh, yeah. for some yeah. kind of promotion? So it's yellow. You used to go black, don't they? When <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, so it's on the way to somewhere by the sounds of things. Um, yeah, it's so, all fading. Yeah. It's really so, sad. yeah. so has it dried out? Well, no, I don't believe so. I'm fairly diligent with watering it. Watering it. I don't water it every other day. I water it once a week, okay. and I don't let it get too wet. Okay. Usually, usually they dry out, and yeah. that's when they just they just look like they're. Um, I don't. I don't think once a week's enough for a maiden. No, hair. as we're going into summer, no, think? and it depends. Nah. Where, so, how long you have this plant? So you've obviously oh, years and years and years and years. Oh well, there yep. you go. You know how to look after it. I would say that it's probably just needs a little bit more water. That's all. Okay. Yeah. All right. So is it nothing I should feed it or anything? I'd give it a little... Well, I'd water it first. So make yep. sure the soil's damp. Yep. And yep. then liquid fertilise it. Yeah. Yeah, something like... Um, I don't know whether I'm allowed to say so. But no, you're not. No. So don't say that. That's, and that's, yeah. that's not a, that's not a fertiliser anyway. Yeah, that's just oh, a right, tonic. Okay. Yeah, it's like, a, it's like a tonic for the soil. It's not a fertiliser. Oh, yeah. People keep now, making I, that mistake. If I were put it, if I were to put pop in the sink, put yep. water in it, and let it pull up water yep. from the sink, yep. um, you know, for half an hour or so, yep. would that yeah. do, do yep. the trick? Perfect. And yeah. then give it a little. Once you've taken it out of the sink, I would actually water the the soil at the top as well. Again, yep, yep, Super. again, right. yep, and that'll do the trick. And and if it's yep. suffering a little bit, not a full strength fertiliser at no, the no, moment. No, no, half, just, half yeah, strength. Yeah, just, just go yeah. half, yeah. A weak tea. But oh, um, okay. you'll have a lot of people sounding, they'll be jealous listening to you that you've had your maiden yeah, hair ferns for, for years. years so. Oh, yeah, it's, yeah. it's a most, long time. Yeah, yeah, most people treat maiden hair ferns like a cut flower. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they buy them every couple of weeks yeah. because they have to replace them. <laughs> so you're a hero as far as making hair ferns go. Well done, Elizabeth. Thanks for the call. Um, right, enjoy the rest thanks. of your day. Cheers, yeah. Elizabeth in Bustleton there. Um, just while we've got you, Daryl, another bug-related question. This from Verna. Recently we reported a nasty-looking plant seen in Glen Herring Gorge uh, to my pest guide. It was a Mexican poppy. Um, she wants to know what follow-up occurs to deal with the plants. Okay, so that goes to the ID. Will be Well, the picture will be sent to a specialist. They'll ID it. <clears throat> it depends if it's um, one of the – now, I'm not a weed person, but it depends if it's one of the uh, um, prohibitive species, um, and that, that'll be tasked to the appropriate person in the area to go and have a look at it. So, um, yeah, so – but it So can, it is followed up on. It, and, yeah, yeah, they obviously. are. It depends, uh, it depends on – what staff availability have and mm. what other weeds they're chasing. But, yeah, yeah. It, and, and the good thing is she's reported and she's left the GPS on. We know exactly where that plant is. Yeah, awesome. So, so I, will, I will actually Google that one in my pest guide yep. and see what's happened to it. And if it, uh, if it hasn't been followed up, I'll do something about it. But yep. we're, we are getting smashed at the moment. We've, we only have two triage. We used to have no triage people. We got ah. one. Now we've got two. Ooh. And with polyphagus and all the other things and the, the blitz, which starts today, that's a tremendous blitz and goes for a month, we're going to be really pushed. But, um, yeah, I, I'm seeing you brought that one up. I will chase that one up next week. And, we, and we've got a rogue uh, text message from mm. Kingsley Dixon. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, all right. <laughs> bring it on, Kingsley. <laughs> this will be interesting. What have we done wrong? Uh, oh, no, 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 no. Because yeah. um, we visited, our group visited Kingsley and Lionel's garden. <gasps> wow. Um, and it is unbelievably beautiful. And he has a huge collection of waratahs. Oh. And they were all out in flower <gasps> and magnolias. Oh, how oh, beautiful. And the most stunning... Uh, native garden as well, and anyway, so Kingsley said he's listening in. Hello, Kingsley. And um, I'm, I have to tell everyone that it's lovely and sunny in York, and it's the York Festival this weekend. Yes, yep. And uh, apparently, the McCartney roses are like going off like a frog in a sock, looking absolutely stunning. What are the McCartney roses? Are uh, there a single? It's a species rose. It's a single huge white. Rose and it's a climber and it's a massive climber oh. and you'll get thousands of rose flowers and it's it's beautifully clear white it's gorgeous and rose covering the town be yeah, beautiful yeah, there yeah. oh enjoy the festival Kingsley thanks for the reminder and um, good to hear from him mm. um, we've got some phones uh, some calls and some uh, questions for you Sabrina oh, I've got so one from go. Sam from Gerald yeah, as well we'll so, take him later yeah, on yeah in a you, sec yeah, yeah. yeah let's go to Highgate Ram is on the phone hi Ram what's your question for Sabrina this morning hi Sabrina <laughs> question um, I saved some hibiscus a couple of weeks ago yeah and put it on the ground with fertilizers and everything it's just gone dead all the leaves dropped and so forth and another thing good recipe i've tried and work for insects is caterpillar chili curry because you get stink either way when you eat them <laughs> caterpillar chili curry wow yep. you've been You've been listening carefully, Ram. I love it. <laughs> that sounds like a delightful, a delightful it's combination. Lovely. It's lovely. It's lovely. <laughs> okay, so your hibiscus, 
They yep. won't like being dug up in cold weather. Uh, and oh. I would say that the root system's been, I don't know, the root system's been compromised and then they've got a, maybe they've got a bacterial rot in the root system. What do you reckon, Daryl? Oh, mm, could be anything, but <clears throat> hibiscus are pretty hard to sort of take out normally. So, yeah, um, yeah there's something seriously going wrong there. Yeah. But, <laughs> I think it's the root system's been compromised in some way, Ram. Um, I'd, uh, pull them out? Yeah, I'd pull them out. Yep. Okay. Thank you. Good and on th- you. Thanks, thanks for, the, for call the recipe, Ram. And the recipe. Yeah, Love I think, it. but I think we should have more, more chilli and curry than caterpillar. Yeah, mm. I think so too. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, you yeah. need a good balance That's of right. the. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Um, are very, very resourceful on the routine yes. shoots, as always, this morning. Let's head to Brookton. Jane, um, good morning. You've got an asparagus question. What's going on there? Morning, Sabrina. Yes, all, um, look, my asparagus are doing fantastic, but I've got two questions. Yeah. Um, so I've got them in, like, um, water tank um, beds. Yeah. And um, I think I need to divide them up again. I cut one plant into 16 about four years ago, and it's now many, many plants. Wow. So... They're doing well, but yeah. I need to conserve water. Yes. Um, I'm hoping my husband's listening, that I'm making an effort here. Um, <laughs> he, I've, yeah, I've emptied one or two tanks in my time. Um, look, um, when when they come up with the ones with the red berries are the female. Is that, they're the female. So I can pull those ones out. Is that correct? Yeah. Or do I leave them both in there? Because the female don't give you as they much They don't give fruit. you, yeah, they'll have really thin, spindly, skinny little spears. Yes, right. So okay. usually, um, well, the asparagus growers, they'll ditch the girls, keep the boys. Right, okay, all right. So I'll ditch some girls as they go along. Opposite to chicken so, growers. Yeah, yeah, the opposite <laughs> to chicken growers, exactly. Right. So when I'm um, so once they're finished fruiting, I've, I've got a, you know a full bed at the moment, a yep. couple of beds, and so you know November December they stop they stop coming up, yeah, and then I've got all this lovely green furry stuff that looks well, and it's in full sun and it does well without you know too much water, yeah, but. I still do need to water it, don't I? Because they yeah. will die if I don't water them, correct? Yes. They are pretty water hardy and they're also one of the most salt-tolerant veggies. So if you're on a dam, if mm. you've got a dam and it's a little bit salty, you can use the salt water on asparagus. Oh, okay. Um, now, the big, the big watering time is so you, when they're in full fern, that's when you water and fertilise because all those nutrients are going to go back into the crown. Okay. So what can I, rather than pouring water on something that's not giving me any fruit at that moment, yeah. can I co-plant? Can I throw something else in there to use the top layer you know that doesn't go down too deep that so that i'm not just watering some fairy yeah, stuff yeah you could do that die. something like peas yeah right. absolutely okay. just throw the peas in on top so yeah. that they just add to it yeah. and not wasting the water yeah okay yeah. wonderful i'm cooking asparagus pie as we speak oh, oh yum. yum wow with a bit of cheese or something in there jane awesome pardon with a bit of cheese or something in there as well what have you what is the recipe a broccoli and asparagus from the garden oh, yeah and, and the eggs and a bit of goat's cheese from the goats i'll, I'll throw you a photo wow oh 
No, throw us some pie. Can we lunch? That sounds amazing. <laughs> oh, so good. Thank you, Jane. <laughs> Could throw the address. Yes. Yeah, that'd be handy. Absolutely. Tell Ebony, please. Oh, wow. How good does that sound? Um, no, not a, um, not a worm or a mm. caterpillar in sight mm. as well, which is probably that's, a good thing. That's handy. Yeah. Um, we're heading to the news and, um, uh, yeah, sports talk in just a tick. So I just wanted to get this one in um, from Karen saying, in reply to Maidenhair Fern, I have my dad's, which would be close to 70 years old. <gasps> Is that a big, oh that's a huge number? That's, that's total, hit, that's, that's five star, hero oh, worship. Yeah. Wow, that is yeah. amazing. That's really, really good. Yeah, how good's that? And um, this one as well saying that the Wireless Hill Reserve in Ardross is apparently looking fantastic at the moment. Oh, Lots of wildflowers, yeah, yeah. Yeah, kangaroo paws, cat's yep. paws, milkmaids and a good variety of awkward, orchids. Um, so that's from Helen. And um, you mentioned Sam and Sherry saying um, he's uh, loving the wildflowers as well this year. Oh, good um, on you, Sam. Sabrina. So, yeah, there you go. Daryl, what are you spending your day doing after this? Uh, I've been dragged into a uh, football watching episode. <laughs> so, dragged in. Yeah. Uh, look, uh, look, yeah. Neither of my team. But, um, yeah, it's, um, it'll be good. Um, and then tomorrow is a family get-together of my brother and his kids and that. Wonderful. So, and then, um, yeah, back to the factory. Good stuff. Um, Daryl Hardy, great to see you again. Sabrina, thank, thank you. you. Pleasure. This is an ABC podcast.